I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 30, and this week's episode is a little bit different. We'll be playing Would You Rather Writer's Edition. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like. So for those of you who don't know, Would You Rather is basically a this or that game. You have to choose one option, no matter how ridiculous it is. The point is to get yourself thinking in odd situations. So this week, Ari and I will ask each other writing-related questions, and we're just going to see how it goes. So Ari, would you rather write the world's number one best-selling book or live inside your favorite book? Definitely live inside my favorite book. I am just one of those weird people that's like, oh, I love reading these books so much. It's like, I, I could live there. And yeah, I think, I think if I got the chance, that would be so awesome. Who needs to be a bestseller? <laughs> I think I have to agree with you on that one. I would have to, I would live inside my favorite book. But I don't know which book it would be because there's too many to choose from. That's a good point. Yeah. I could ask you a follow-up <laughs> question, but I know that'll just open a can of worms and I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah, that's scary, the idea of picking, pick one book you want to live in, it's like, no! <laughs> but then also, like, which book would I survive in? <laughs> Probably none of them. <laughs> yeah, it depends what character you end up at, you know, it's like if you're in, like, some sort of Star Trek book, you know, it's like, oh my god, I've got a red shirt! Oh, no. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you rather have to write only during challenge months, for example, NaNoWriMo, or only be able to write for 10 days every month? I was hoping you weren't going to get this question because I meant to do the math ahead of time. <laughs> and I forgot. But I think I'd have to go with only be able to write for 10 days every month because I think that's technically more. But that would also give me enough time to like work on other stuff like outlines and editing and things like that throughout the month. Right. So you're technically saying that the editing and things don't come under the writing with umbrella. Uh, that wasn't specified. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree, but only because I'm not even writing 10 days every month. So that would be an improvement. <laughs> Fair. That is fair. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, like, lately with my writing track record, I have only been writing during the nano months, and I've, I've tried to get myself back into that routine, and it's been hard. So, yeah, I, I agree. Writing for 10 days every month, that would be an improvement. At least you'd have some sort of routine going. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so would you rather fully develop your characters and wing the plot, with no editing, or vice versa? God, I hate this question. <laughs> and I appreciate the irony that I created this question. <laughs> I think I just like the fact that I, we added no editing. <laughs> because I, I usually fully develop my characters and have a very loosey-goosey plot line, and then that builds later. But it does build, and I do edit, so... Uh, you know what? Let's say fully developed characters because I think a, a good strong characters can really move a story or maybe yeah yeah let's say that yeah 
Wait, so what's the vice versa? Not having developed characters, but planning the plot with editing. Yes. I I'm going to go with that. Because then I can edit the character development. That's cheating. I feel like that's cheating. No, I, I'm not. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm calling time on that. That's just, that's just wrong. Uh-uh. You know, it says vice versa. Disqualified. Only develop your characters and wing the plot with no editing, or not develop your characters, plan the plot with editing. What else would you be editing? Your plot's already planned out. Oh, I'm I'm sick with that. You already made your decision, so haha. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> I just want to say. You, you created these questions. Okay. All right, quick disclaimer for anybody listening. We just ripped these questions from our April 2020 game board for The Merry Writer on Twitter. We're very original. And I'm pretty sure Ari created all of these questions. And I just took them from the game board and I just listed them in order. And we're just alternating which questions we ask each other. So I didn't even really read these ahead of time. <laughs> But I'm saying I'm that's so a point professional. Because <laughs> this is yeah, now a competition. <laughs> when did that happen? When did it become a competition? <laughs> just now. <laughs> I feel like you're just changing the rules yep. as we go along. Yep. That's how I play games. <laughs> this question also is annoying because I'm just about to say, would you rather write one short story a week or only one novel per year? And that's kind of annoying knowing that you do write a short story a week. So I feel like you're already getting like, you know, you're okay for either of those answers. I feel kind of cheated. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, when I first decided to write a short story a week, I was going to write a short story a week. And then I wrote a short story one week. And then the next week I didn't write anything. And then the week after that, I started a short story, but I didn't like it. So then the week <laughs> after that, I tried a different short story and that was a mess. And I realized writing a short story a week isn't really feasible. So I actually come up with a bunch of prompts and then I write the short story. So like, my 2020 short stories that I published on my blog are written in 2019. And then I take the time to edit them and stuff. So I kind of cheat with that. So with that said, I would choose to write one novel per year because I have tried the short story week and it sucks. So one novel per year and that would, that would be an improvement because my novel has been in the works for almost 10 years at this point so this would kind of force me to move along a bit faster that is exactly my answer too because first of all i am awful at writing short stories and again i do find that ironic that the book that is out that has my work in it is an anthology with a short story in it <laughs> but i i do not do well with short stories i am not good at restricting everything down into a very small amount of words i i need bigger bigger um but yeah i'm the same it's like one novel per year would be brilliant i would love to be able to write a full novel in a year and not drag it out for a couple of decades <laughs> yeah then we could say we finally accomplished something <laughs> okay so with this supposed novel that we'll write in a year would you rather read your book aloud to a room full of loved ones or strangers 
strangers, 100%, hands down, strangers. I, I couldn't imagine reading it full of loved ones because I know my loved ones and they would probably give me the worst critique or make comments or give the funny faces as I was doing it and kind of a, I don't get it. And I would just stress me out. Whereas strangers, I'd be like, I don't give a crap about who you people are. And I just, <laughs> I just, I just go for it. I, I have to agree with you on that one. I would do it in front of a room full of strangers, mostly because I wouldn't care what they thought. Yeah. I'm never going to see them again, supposedly. So if they, if they think my writing is crap, then all right, see you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for letting me waste your time. <laughs> Actually, also, if you talk to strangers and then they, you know, leave and you never have to see them again. Whereas if you tell, if you read it to a room full of loved ones, then every time you see them at Christmas or birthdays, they're like, so have you fixed that book? Or I didn't really like it. Or, and they just keep bringing it up. Or at least my, my loved ones will just know it. So you'd, you'd have to constantly relive that, you know, it's like, oh, your hair looked really awful that day. And you know, you were, you sounded a bit croaky and it would just be every little thing. Yeah, you're constantly like thinking about what they thought, and then if they tell you that they really like the book or something, then you're just like, oh, you're just saying that because we're family or something like that. <laughs> we don't trust you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, then. So with that, would you rather be the main character in a romance novel or an action novel? Um... <laughs> These questions are crap, aren't they? Why did I write them? <laughs> I feel like I need to apologize to everyone who played the better writer in April. I'm so sorry. These questions are so crap. <laughs> That's why we're, we're reliving this moment. <laughs> That's punishment, right? I think I would have to go with an action novel. I'm afraid of my own shadow, but I think I would rather that than do all the lovey-dovey romance stuff. I agree because most romances seem to have a love triangle and I frigging hate them most of the time. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be, yeah, sort of trapped. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many people fancy me. It's like, ugh, no thanks. Um, whereas an action novel, if you're the main character, nine times out of ten, you're going to survive. You know? Ah. Not always. Not always. I've read some books where they do kill off the main character. But... It's, it's like you, you kind of have it, you know, that you will succeed and it'll be like and all the action and they're like, oh my gosh, so much stuff's going on and you get car chases, maybe, depending on what action novel yeah, it is. Yeah, see, you could get cool car chases. That's totally not stressful like a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shootout with a gang. It's like, oh, so much better than snogging someone. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think an action novel would be a lot more fun than a romance novel. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Especially, you know, it's like, you know, if you, like, we're introverts, it's like, nice and awkward. It would have been an awkward romance novel as well, so that's just yeah. like, ugh, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, but maybe people would be able to relate to it more. You never know. <laughs> true, true. We're, we're all awkward in our own little ways. <laughs> would you rather write standalones or only trilogies? I think I am laughing at this because part of me wants to say I'd love to only write standalones because all I write is trilogies and bigger and <laughs> it's so intense and I just I don't know how I just seem to be 
incapable of writing a single story in a single novel rather than it dragging out over, you know, sequel after sequel. <laughs> so as much as that's what I normally do, part of me thinks it would be nice just to be able to write standalones so that I'm not constantly thinking ahead of where all these character arcs are going to end up and, you know, yeah. Yeah, let's say maybe I would only... If I, if I had the chance and my brain was wired better, I would probably like to write standalones. That, that's fair. See, me, I write a bunch of series books, and every time I think of an idea, I'm like, oh, this would be great for, like, a 12th book series thingamajig. <laughs> so I think for me, for that reason, I would say only trilogies, because then it would give me a little bit more time with my characters and stuff, because I have a hard time of letting things go. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer I like that yeah I think you're still winning you're giving really good answers ah thank you haha <laughs> Rachel 2 Ari 0 <laughs> oh I didn't know there was like scorekeeping oh yes 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 <laughs> okay in that case would you rather write your novels on a typewriter only using two fingers or handwrite them only and apparently I also asked why. <laughs> Which I guess we've been explaining all of our answers anyway. I think I would have to choose writing a novel on a typewriter using only two fingers. Because when I first started writing novels and using the computer, that was how I typed. I only typed with two fingers. And even when I learned the quote unquote correct way to type, for a long time, I still only used two fingers. And I was, I'm... If I say so myself, I'm a pretty fast typer. So I think I would be able to do it well with the typewriter. And by using only two fingers, I would catch mistakes more often, maybe, because it kind of forces you to go a bit slower. I do like handwriting, but I, I write too fast and I can't read my handwriting and then my hand cramps up. So I think typewriter it is for me. Yeah, you see, that's it. It's like, I, I'm not big on handwriting because for some reason I, I, my handwriting is awful and I like to use thick coloured markers when I make notes, which means I would go through a shed load of paper <laughs> just to write everything down. And yeah, I get cramp and, and ache in my fingers. And I did start on a typewriter, once again, showing my age. Um, the only thing is when you type with one finger, like two fingers on a typewriter, if you go between the keys... And it sort of like ends up hurting your finger. See, it's like the suffering of the wrist and the fingers or the, the keys like digging in. It's, it's so hard. That's fair. I've never written on a typewriter before. I've always wanted to. And there are typewriters on Amazon. I would love to just splurge and buy them just to give them a try. But someday. They are, they are good. And they uh, there is something to be said about the clack, 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 clack as yeah. you type in. It really does sound good, except to everybody else. Because think about it, you can handwrite anywhere. You can't typewrite anywhere because people get really sick of it very it's fast. True. That's so, true. You, you know. can't drag that to a cafe and sit down and... Nope. Right, huh? I didn't think I'm, that. Yeah, well, you've already made your decision, so I'm going to go with handwriting <laughs> because of that. One point. You agreed with me before... <laughs> Yeah, but then I thought deeper and I hadn't answered it. So I'm, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm winning that question. All right. All right. So Rachel to Ari.5. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> cheating. Cheating in the ranks. See, this is what happens when it's Rachel's episode. Can't trust her. No. 
I, I cheat. Like, if anybody, anybody in real life who knows me and plays board games and card games with me, like, they know that they have to keep an eye on me. <laughs> are, you, are you always the banker in Monopoly, you know, to give me, like, $500 loans to yourself? Like, <laughs> no, they won't let me be the banker because I'm terrible <laughs> at math. But I still take money from the bank and nobody notices, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> so bad. Or I fudge my dice rolls, and yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Telling all my secrets, I gotta stop talking. <laughs> it's all right. There's not that many people who listen to us. <laughs> if if Kristen hears me, hears this episode, well, she already knows this anyway, but oh. Okay, let's continue. Would you rather hit big with one novel and never write anything else, or write many novels and never be noticed? It would have to be write many and never be noticed, because first of all, I don't know if I'd like to hit big. I'm just going to go way out and just say that. Because, I don't know, when you hit really big and your name becomes really famous and people like recognize it, it brings a lot of crap along with all the good i think people go oh my gosh you know you get this and you get that yeah you know you get book deals and you get you get decent money and you know people love your stuff and it's like that's great but it also brings a lot of crap and with so much anxiety that i have um i don't think i would cope well with that yeah no people are thinking of a one-hit wonder and then that can go against you as well so i think i'd rather write many because i have many ideas and i think i don't want them festering in there you know it would probably drive me a bit crazy so i would rather write many and not be noticed than hit big and be freaked out by people like going oh my god you're great no no thanks i can't cope with that which is it's good because i kind of on track for not hitting big ever <laughs> oh ari <laughs> I have to agree with you on that one, though. I, I would choose... Which part? <laughs> I, no, Are you saying I'm not going to hit big? That's mean. What? No! That's not what I... <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> the answer to the question. Just checking. I agree that I would write many and never be noticed because I I don't want, like a huge following or anything like that for the same reasons that you don't. And, and it, and it's true. Like you said, you could have one, what, what is it? Uh, you could have a one hit wonder and then it could come back and bite you because then if you tried to write something new, then people are like, Oh, well this isn't like what you wrote before. And yeah. And then there's too many expectations for you. And yeah, no, I'll, I'm saying the same answer, write many novels and never be noticed because at least you're having fun. Yeah. You're doing you're it for, it for yourself. Yep. That's yeah. it. That's it. Would you rather be excellent at editing or excellent at marketing? You know, I had an answer for this one and I forget what it was because I forget <laughs> my reasoning. I think, I think I would prefer to be excellent at marketing because I can hire somebody to edit my books for me. And it, you know, there's that, but like the marketing is done at all stages of the writing process. You should be talking about your book during the writing and before it launches and after it launches and during the launch and all this stuff. 
So I think I would rather be excellent at marketing because that's such an ongoing thing that never seems to really end. Whereas editing is kind of, obviously you have to edit multiple drafts, but editing for the most part is kind of a one and done thing. Like once, once your editor looks at it and your, your book is ready to be published, it's over. Whereas marketing is constant. So I would rather be more focused on that so I could do that myself and not have to worry about somebody else trying to promote my book for me and things like that. If that makes sense. I think it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree because as you said, you can hire an editor. Very few people have the money to hire a marketer, especially a year round marketer, which is, as you said, you're marketing all the time. You're editing, you edit. And then obviously if you pay an editor, a professional editor, they edit for a certain length of time and then the book goes out and then the editing stops. Whereas marketing is constant. And I'm very lucky that my partner is very good at editing and he catches so many of my things when I let him read stuff. So I, I, I already have a bit of a good editor in the, in the fold, but marketing it's, it's, and it's always changing as well as marketing. It's like you learn some stuff, you, you, you get on top of everything and then boom, something else comes out, some new system, some new platform, you know, Google changes its algorithm, Amazon changes how it does things and you've got to relearn it all again. Whereas this question technically says, if you're excellent at marketing, this is how I'm reading the question I wrote, um, then you're always going to be excellent at marketing. Yeah, okay. so, <laughs> So yeah, and we all hate marketing, so it'd be good to be good at it. Yeah, make it easy. If you're good at it, then it's easier. So there you go. Yeah. Would you rather be a tragic hero or a likable villain? I love how th these questions, there's just no rhyme or reason to the order <laughs> of these. Uh, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> would you rather be a tragic hero or a likable villain? It was a rhyme and reason. It was the, when the question came into my head and I put it down. <laughs> That was the reason. Because <laughs> if I don't write it down immediately, I forget it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's fair. I think this is the question that every single person in the game gave the same answer. I think it's like, I think maybe one person said, but almost everybody said likeable villain. <laughs> Which is what I'm going for, because it's like, if you, if you think about movies or books that you've read or that you like, there's always these ones where there's like a really likeable villain. Let's be honest, if you think, if you watch like the, the Marvel movies, everybody thinks about Loki. He oh, is yeah. a villain. Technically, if you think about the he is a villain, but he's a likeable villain. And that's what you want. You, you know, tragedy is so, so yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 2020. Um, so yeah, likeable villains, because everyone, everyone, I say that everyone, everyone looks likeable villains. So yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, no, I'm going with like a bull villain too, because yeah, Loki was one that popped up in my mind too. And like, you want to be able to sympathize with them on both sides of the, of the coin. Like I understand why they're a villain and why they're doing what they're doing, but I can see their reasoning behind it. And they do help the hero once in a while, or they help others for some reason. They're kind of in it for themselves, but hey, who isn't? And like the it's, tragic hero, I don't, I don't want a tragic backstory and I don't <laughs> want people, I, I don't want people to like pity me. Yeah. Like a likable villain, you sympathize with them. A tragic hero, you pity them. If you know what I mean? There's like that yeah. fine line. So yeah, likable villain for me. Actually. Yeah. Because if you think about it, 
you get the likable villain that every now and then does something positive and that and it kind of it, it it will give you that kind of faith in humanity moment even if they then turn around and backstab you whereas the tragic hero is the concept that they're doing good all the time and still crap happens to them yeah uh, you know that's no thanks don't like that yeah Speaking of like, you know, big movies like the Marvel franchise, would you rather get a big movie deal for one book or be on the bestseller list several times? And I appreciate that I do not specify the bestseller list because obviously there's the New York Times bestseller list, there's Amazon's bestseller list, there could be, you know, the Daily Chronicle in Wisconsin's bestseller list. I don't even know if that's anything, but you know, so I've not been clear, but I don't care. I have to go with the big movie deal. And there are pros and cons to this because I know with some movies, like you have, you give your rights away and things like that. But I, I'm hoping I would have some say for the movie because I think it would be really cool to see how movies are made. And I would really love to see my characters come to life. Whereas being on the bestseller list multiple times, I feel like that kind of ties into one of our previous questions where you know, we don't, we don't want to be noticed. I guess getting a big movie deal, you're being noticed, but we specified movie deal for one book. And unless the movie is a flop, uh, I, I think it would be real. I still think it would be cool to uh, see my characters come to life on the big screen, provided I have a say in what happens in said movie and stuff. To be fair, I don't think you're as well-known when it's a movie deal if you're a writer. Yes, obviously, when Stephen King's movies came out or, or what was his name, Stephanie Meyer, because people, the, na- the name had already become big for the writer. But, I mean, there are, there are thousands of movies that come out that are based on books that nobody's ever heard of, and you almost don't see it in the credits these days. It's like it sort of whips past really fast. So I think a big movie, unless it does really well, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that movie, who was that? Like, oh, my God, there's a book, and then it becomes bigger. But I think, I, I think I'm the same. I would want to, a big movie deal, and I wouldn't even – I'm going to say the, the worst thing now. I wouldn't even mind if I wasn't given control as the writer but I would definitely want to be able to pick the director because if you pick a good director who's, who, who does well with the the movie does well with scripts that work well with the book's author that that works I mean you could pick a director and they could totally hack at your book and turn it into something completely different so as long as I had control over who the director was and maybe some of the cast <laughs> and maybe some of the scenery <laughs> And the dialogue. Maybe just maybe I'm just doing it myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm the same. I would go for the big movie deal. Yeah, you, you gotta go with the, the movie. Have have you ever watched Saving Mr. Banks? Yes. Oh I, yes, yeah. That's such a good movie. But I, I would love to experience that. I would love to sit in the room <laughs> during the readings and just like see the magic happen. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, but wasn't the whole point that he didn't do half of the stuff she wanted, so she was really upset. Well, okay. So I want to sit in it and a couple get... of biographies about Walt Disney, and he wasn't all that glamorous as people may come out to be. Um, and I do feel really bad for her. And, and she was kind of touchy at moments. But the, the process itself, like, just seeing it all, like, I would hopefully I would get, like, a good studio and hopefully yeah. I would be nice. I assume <laughs> I would be nice. 
but yeah, I would, I, I think that would be cool. <laughs> and for our final question, would you rather be a side character in your own book or the main character in someone else's? I think that depends on whether you get to pick because there are some main characters that are just pants. I don't think I'd want to be them. I'd rather be the side character in somebody else's book. Um, whereas I'm not always very nice to my side characters. So, uh, I think again, if I could pick which side character, then I might, I might, I might be okay with being in my own book because I, I do like my, my worlds that I create. And I'd be like, yeah, I could live there, you know, as long as I don't end up, you know, being a red shirt. That's fair. That is fair. I, th I think for me, I would have to choose being a side character in my own book because I'm writing it. So I can give myself the life whatever I want. Whereas there's a piece of writing advice floating around there that says simply kill your darlings. So why would I want to be the main character in somebody else's novel? I don't want to be a tragic hero. <laughs> okay, we already had this conversation. <laughs> be so I think, yeah, no, I wouldn't want somebody, that's like The Sims. I don't want anybody else like playing around with my life. I want to be a side character in my own book and just live peacefully and, and just be a side character and just, just seeing what's happening from afar and wait a minute for it. don't you write murder mysteries so wouldn't side characters be more likely to end up murdered in your books <laughs> is that living well, <laughs> well um you could see it that way you could see you could say that the side characters are victims but side characters can also be witnesses they could also be the culprit they could also be suspects they could also just be passerby i don't know i could i could be like the barista at uh the coffee shop that the detective frequents at or something like that uh, okay yeah yeah that's not too bad but yeah like, but they still could end up being a murder victim that is true. They could. I, I, if I'm I, writing I, it, I wouldn't do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've I read some uh, murder mysteries and they seem to just go after everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually a really good episode. I enjoyed it. This, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we should um, just I do this all the time. <laughs> I know. We should. This is, this is the podcast. We're changing the memory writer, guys. This is just, we're just going to do Would You Rather every week depending on how long we can come up with questions. Yep. Because coming up with questions is really hard. Yep. But I have to say, I think there was only two or three that we had different uh, answers on. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, I think we agreed on everything. We might have to start taking opposite opinions just to cause conflict. You know, like crank up the action in a novel. Or so, like, you know, you said one thing, and I'm like, no, it's wrong. I don't agree. Just to <laughs> liven things up. <laughs> right. So, we're, we're really changing the Mary Writer podcast, and it is now a competition between the two of us. <laughs> a lot of acrimony between us as well. We'll just be like, you know, arguing all the time. Ari. Ari. <laughs> Would you rather? Drink coffee or iced coffee? Or iced tea. Sorry, my bad. Coffee or iced tea? Oh, that is mean. <laughs> that is... By the way, people, this is completely unscripted. 
I was unaware of this question that she just threw at me. I just thought of it. <laughs> coffee or ice? Um, Go. Is is there at least milk in the coffee and lots of sugar? You can you can make it however you want. Oh, I, I I can't even imagine. It's like saying, would you like to you know eat cold vomit or warm vomit? Oh, <laughs> it's like still vomit. <laughs> oh, um, uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna go with iced tea. Not because I like iced tea. I think that's a horrible, horrible idea, and I don't like. I can't believe anyone even created that. It's a, an abomination on tea. But at least if it's cold, you can kind of glug it back really fast. You can't really do that with coffee without burning your face off. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. I appreciated the look on your face when I asked that. That's all I needed. I am going to get you one of these other episodes. You're not going to see it coming, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. I like that. <laughs> All right, now, now, like, I'm going to remember this. Still no coffee, though. Ugh. I'll get it <laughs> these days. I will. <laughs> never! Never! <laughs> On that note, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was totally different from what we usually do, but we had a lot of fun with it, so hopefully you enjoyed listening to it. So let us know what your answers would be to some of these questions in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. And if you want to get some extra content, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TheMerryWriterPodcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get some extra bonus content like mini episodes and fun stuff like that because you guys like hearing us talk apparently. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Reams of Paper for Killing Trees. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.